Welcome to episode 52 of Special Situation Investing. Back in Q1 of 2021, the 13F filing of Oak Tree Capital, the firm led by renowned investor Howard Marks, revealed the new stake in Chesapeake Energy, ticker CHK. The purchase caught our attention because it was, first, an energy company, and second, because it was so large, it became the top holding in Oak Tree's fund. Clearly, Howard Marks had conviction about this investment. Over the last two years, that conviction paid off as Chesapeake Energy has more than doubled. Having watched that episode play out from the sidelines, it's easy to regret not jumping in on the play after seeing a great investor display such conviction, and then watching the stock's price double. But since we didn't understand the company at the time, we chose to remain inside our circle of competence and take a pass. Although copying the moves of great investors or cloning, as Manish Prabhai puts it, is a legitimate strategy and one we often employ, blindly cloning is never wise. That brings us to today. In Oak Tree's most recent Form 13F, it revealed a $285 million stake in Sitio Royalties, ticker STR. While the investment did not steal the top spot in Mark's fund, it did jump to spot number 6 once again, revealing high conviction. Since royalty companies are one of our favorite business models, and since we don't want to risk the potential for a repeat of the episode with Chesapeake Energy, we decided to investigate Sitio Royalties and make it the topic of today's episode. So let's dive in. Sitio Royalties Corp. is an oil and gas royalty and minerals company. The company's stated goal is to grow shareholder value, through large-scale consolidation of high-quality oil and gas mineral and royalty interests across premium basins. Citio's history, although quite short, does support the argument that the company has had a healthy measure of success. The company, founded in 2016, was originally called Osprey Energy Acquisition Corp. As a blank check company, the business plan was to grow via acquisition, merger, and other similar transactions, as it consolidated the highly fragmented oil and gas mineral sector. From 2016 through 2022, the company acquired Net Royalty Acres, NRAs, and along the way changed its name to Desert Peak Minerals. In June of 2022, Desert Peak Minerals went public through a reverse merger with Falcon Minerals, and simultaneously renamed itself Sitio Royalties Corp. Since then, Sitio's had a busy second half of the year. Just after its reverse merger, the company announced a $550 million purchase of additional net royalty acres. A couple months later, it initiated its first dividend. And finally, in September, the company announced the acquisition of one of its peer royalty companies, Brigham Minerals Inc. The merger with Brigham Minerals is the latest milestone in the company's quick-paced, large-scale acquisition strategy. On September 6th, CTO announced it had entered into an agreement to merge with Brigham Minerals. The merger is structured as an all-stock transaction where CTO acquires 100% of Brigham and is slated to close in Q1 of 2023. The merger has been approved by the boards of directors of both CTO and Brigham. In the case of CTO, funds managed by Kimmeridge, Blackstone, and Oaktree, which own 43.5%, 24.8 and 15.4% of the outstanding shares of Citio, respectively, have voiced their approval of the transaction as well, so the likelihood of the merger being executed is high. As Citio will be the acquirer, the deal does seem to slightly favor Citio shareholders over those of Brigham. Brigham's shareholders will receive 1.133 common shares of the combined company for each common share of Brigham owned on the closing date 
and CTO shareholders will receive one share in the combined company for each common share of CTO owned on the closing date. At the conclusion of the at-market transaction, previous CTO shareholders are projected to own 54% of the combined company, compared to the 46% owned by the previous Brigham shareholders. In addition, of the nine total directors for the new company, five will be nominated by CTO and four nominated by Brigham. The new company will also be run by the executive team of CTO. During that company's latest quarterly call, the CEO, Chris Conascenti, stated that they are in the process of evaluating Brigham's team and inviting certain members to join the combined company. At that time, 14 individuals were identified as planning to transition from Brigham to new CTO. That would bring the total headcount for the new company to 49 employees. Since its founding, Sitio has pursued its plan of growth through acquisition and consolidation with the belief that greater size would allow greater efficiency and greater what they call investability. In the latest quarterly call, Conascenti reiterated that the goal of the Brigham merger is just a continuation of this theme. Early in his prepared remarks, he touted that the deal would add additional high-quality assets to Citio's portfolio, reduce their leverage statistics, and also increase the company's public float. Later during the call, in response to a question, he said, It's not size for size's sake. It's really size for efficiency's sake. So if that's the case, let's take a look at what the company is projected to look like post-merger. After the merger's announcement, many analysts wrote articles claiming the future combined company would be the largest publicly traded mineral and royalty company in the United States. While the claim depends on the metric that is used to measure size, it is unquestionable that the new CTO will be a top-tier company in the royalty and mineral space. Here's a list of data points on the new company. Depending on the stock prices when the merger closes, the combined company's market cap will likely be in the ballpark of $5 billion. This puts it behind Texas Pacific Land, currently at $20 billion, and barely behind Viper Energy at $5.4 billion. The combined company's asset portfolio will total approximately 260,000 net royalty acres. That places it third behind Viper Energy and Kimball Royalty Partners. Of its total net royalty acreage, 182,500 NRAs will be focused in the Permian Basin. This will give the company access to approximately 32% of the total Permian Basin acreage and expose it to more than 34% of all the wells drilled in that basin in 2021. But even while the majority of its NRAs will be located in the low-cost Permian Basin, the company will also have the benefit of basin diversification, as the remainder of its net royalty acres will be spread across the Eagleford, Williston, DJ, Anadarko, PRB, and Uinta Basins. The merger will increase CTO's public float by a factor of 5.8 times, from approximately $320 million to approximately $1.9 billion based on CTO's share closing price as of September 2, 2022. This is what the CEO means by becoming more investable, as this could drastically increase the number and size of potential shareholders. The all-stock merger will reduce CTO's pro forma 2022-2Q leverage ratio from 1.4 times to approximately 1.0 times on a net debt to adjusted EBITDA basis. CTO's CEO commented during the company's latest quarterly call that the priority use for excess cash flow for the time being is to pay down its debt even further. 
He also set the expectation that in their efforts to pay down debt, any possible acquisitions for the near term would likely be funded via all-stock transactions. Combining the two companies will also create $15 million in annual operational cost synergies and will reduce CTO's G&A per barrel of equivalent oil cost by 19% to approximately $1.72. By this metric, compared to its peers, the post-merger CTO will rank third. Only Viper Energy and TPL will have lower G&A costs per barrel of oil equivalent. The new company will have a balanced capital allocation framework that prioritizes return of capital to shareholders and is in line with CTO's current framework. This means the company will have a minimum 65% payout ratio. The remaining cash flow will be utilized for balance sheet management and to fund cash acquisitions. CTO's latest investor presentation provided a handful of helpful charts shown below that help visualize some of the data points above and how the company will compare to its peers post-merger. In terms of valuation, on a dollar per net royalty acre basis, both Citio and Brigham trade middle of the pack in relation to their peers, but well below other Permian Basin-focused peers, namely TPL and Viper Energy. The table above compares both Brigham and CTO as separate companies and as a combined company to its peers. It shows that new CTO will likely be valued at approximately $18,000 per net royalty acre, while TPL and Viper Energy are priced 5.9 and 11.4 times higher, respectively. In conclusion, CTO Royalties appears to be set up to continue to meet its goal of growing shareholder value by being a major consolidator in the oil and gas mineral and royalty sector. At the close of its newest announced merger with Brigham Minerals, CTO will be one of the biggest minerals and royalties companies, with the majority of its NRAs positioned in the top U.S. oil basin. This situation doesn't appear to offer any arbitrage due to the merger, but does create a very solid company supported by investments of renowned investors. Neither hosts of this podcast own CTO at the time of this episode, and we tend to think there are better plays in the oil and gas royalty space, namely TPL and possibly PHX. If you're surprised by our preference for TPL, given its sky-high dollar per net royalty acre valuation, listen to episodes 16 and episode 30 for details on our thesis. All right, as we wrap this up, a few more general concluding thoughts. If one, after doing their own in-depth research on this situation, were inclined to invest in CTO, it could be done at any point prior to the merger by buying either CTO or Brigham. Remember to take into account that post-merger, CTO and current Brigham shareholders, respectively, will have 54% and 46% stakes in the new company. Also, take into account that a few institutions have large stakes in CTO and will subsequently have large stakes in the combined company. Before investing in a company where this is the case, it's worth considering the likely exit strategies of those institutional shareholders. Are they likely to be long-term holders or not? Okay, that concludes episode 52 of Special Situation Investing. We hope you found this research valuable and helpful in your own investment journey. Remember, you can access transcripts for each of these episodes, as well as additional material not on any podcast, by subscribing to our Substack at specialsituationinvesting.substack.com.